Well, I love her, but I love the fish. Welcome to the official podcast of Trout Porn Nation, your source for the best in fly fishing media from around the globe. Support for this podcast comes from 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is your premier guide service for walk and wade trips in the Denver Front Range. They are passionate about service and wild about fish. For more info, go to 5280angler.com. All right, here we go. Podcast 47. I'm sitting at the kitchen table drinking Kool-Aid, and I've got a special guest on the other line. I used to call her JBZ, but now she's JDZ. What's up, Jess? What's up, Steve? How you so, doing? Not bad. Last name change if you people aren't uh, hip to the fact, which I think everybody should be by now. Yeah. Well, you know, and everybody still calls me J-Ball. It's, it's all good. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know and may not know, this is Jesse Ball, uh, one of the OG trout porners, uh, OG admin, Montana Midge, and uh, got married a, how long ago? A couple months? February, yep. February. A few months, months. Yeah. So she is all hitched up now off the market, man. Chill out. <laughs> In case anybody's getting thirsty. So, Jessie is, uh, I don't know if anybody, if you guys didn't catch her first interview. She's up in, uh, where are you at? You in Oregon? Yeah, I'm in Bend, Oregon right now. Oregon? Yep. There you go. You got it. And how's that treat born, you? Born and raised in Bozeman, but now I'm living the dream in Bend. Born and um, raised in the 406. Yeah, that's right. Watch out. <laughs> yep, Bend is cool, man. I like it here. Um, it's uh, it's different enough, but still somewhat similar than Bozeman. So it's cool. It's it's a cool vibe here. I like it. Nice. What yeah. uh, what universities in Bend? Um, there's no real university. There right. is a. Um, it's a college, which is like a, they call it OSU Cascades. So it's like oh, okay. you know, a branch of OSU. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so where, so where is OSU at? That's in Corvallis. Okay. And the ducks are? Uh, shit. Eugene, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yep. Yeah, you gotta, so. you gotta associate Eugene with Nike. Yeah. Phil Knight, shout out. If you want to sponsor us, give me a shout, please. Pro staff. <laughs> give me a holler. <laughs> I don't like Yeezys. I just need some fresh Nikes, please. <laughs> um, so let's we'll get right into this thing. I gave you the outline. It's not necessarily steelhead fishing that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, but I think it is. So for the like for the average Joe Schmo that wants to get into this. You know what I mean? They they see the summer runs, they see the bee runs in Idaho, and they see everything like that. So, where do you start? Where do you start to get into the two-hand game? So, you know, I can't quite remember exactly how it started. I think I 
I saw a video of somebody spay casting and it just looked really interesting to me and I wanted to learn how to do it. And, you know, living in Bozeman, there really wasn't too many people into it just because, you know, you think of spay rods, you think of steelhead, you think of Atlantic salmon, stuff like that, and not necessarily trout. Right. And, uh, but I didn't care. I was like, whatever, it's, it looks fun. And I wanted to learn how to at least cast and at some point, you know, be able to put that towards steelhead fishing because right. that was a big goal of mine. And so, uh, I ended up getting a, a 13 foot seven weight spay rod for pretty cheap. And, uh, I was, uh, you know, this was before Jake and I got together. I was friends with him on Facebook, and he uh, he did it because he lived out here, and he was able to send me some lines and, and everything that I would need um, to be able to cast my rod properly. And I just went out on the Madison and on the Missouri and on the Yellowstone and, you know, just tried to figure it out after watching YouTube videos and all kinds of other stuff, and I just, you know, kind of basically taught myself, and um, I did have a little bit of hands-on help along the way. Right. Um, I was working for Sims, and there was a couple of guys I worked with that, that helped me kind of figure it out a little bit better, and uh, yeah, before I moved out here, I was I was swinging flies for trout on the Madison and Missouri rivers, and it was, it was fun. I just fell in love with it. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to, this is how I want to fish. And I, and I want to catch a steelhead. (laughs) Yeah. I can see see how the steelhead would be a pretty big draw. Yeah, totally. You know, I I think, I think that's one of those things that everybody, um, doesn't really come, you know, it's not on everybody's list like immediately, mm -hmm. but I think the more, like you said, the more you get into it, the more you trout fish and, and learn and progress, I think that becomes the next kind of level of where you should, where you think you want to go. Right. I mean, it's definitely a part of the progression, I think, with a lot of people, you know, um, just moving on to different species and bigger fish and, you know, traveling a lot more, you know, it all, it all is a part of it. You know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's one of them deals, man. I mean, like you said, you, you started out, you know, you bought it, and then you started getting all your supplies, and you were watching YouTube videos. And I, I know I was watching some YouTube videos this week. And yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this stuff, and I'm, you know, because I, I, uh, back this will get into one of the things we've got coming up. But I ordered me a little, the OPSD Commando head for my three weight. Nice. So I ordered that. I was like, all right, I'm gonna give this a shot. So then I'm like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I can roll cast, I can do this, this, and this, but if I really want to do it right, I should probably look at the technique. So then I start watching videos. Mm-hmm. And like two minutes in, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are doing. <laughs> They're speaking yeah. English, but I get none of this. Yeah. And you of know? course they make it look so easy. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. I was watching, um, oh, I was watching Ed Ward. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's just throwing lasers, you know. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, you got to set your anchor here, and you got to sweep, you know. 
You got to do your little D sweep and get it, you know. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. And there's I, a know. lot of there's a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of terminology. Yeah. That I think throws a lot of people off. Yeah. So <laughs> then I found one video. It was like three minutes long, four minutes long. And it's like, learn the snap C. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Nope. Didn't learn it. <laughs> Watched it 18 times. Still didn't learn it. But I think, I think I've got it figured out in my mind. So uh-huh. now it's just getting it out there and putting it to putting the putting the line to the test and see if I can do it. Right. And you know, it's all about muscle memory, you know, just right. building that that muscle memory and getting your your movements to become routine, you know, and yeah. consistent. And yeah. it's once you get that down, it actually becomes super easy. Like I feel like it's easier to show somebody how to cast a spay rod and be able to fish well than try and cast a single hand rod and fish well. Really. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's way easier once you get it. Yeah, I could see that. I could mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of likening the, you know, some of the spay motions to learning to double hull. Mm-hmm. You know, because sure. when you started that, that was, you know, when you do your your double haul and you start doing that, you're like, oh, shit, I'm screwing this up. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm pulling on the I'm pulling on the downstroke and I'm pushing on the front. You know, you know it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. And like you said, it's all muscle memory. Yeah. So once you do but get then it after dialed you in, do it, it, it comes naturally. Yep. So. Totally. So. Let's. OK, so you've 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 gone spay. Now the other, so there's three ways to do the steelhead thing. You can go traditional, single hand, um, you know, higher weight stuff. You can do the space stuff, and you can do the switch, which is kind of a combo, correct? Right. Yeah. So, what, what I, I guess, what's the biggest, what's the biggest advantage besides the obvious? You know, you don't need a ton of room to cast with the spay. What is what's what are, what are the other advantages? So I I like to ask people if when they're trying to get into the two handed game or spay game or swing game whatever I'd like to know like what what kind of water are they going to fish and how do they want to fish it and from there you kind of pick out the best tool. Um, So spay rods, obviously, they are great for bigger rivers. Um, They're super efficient at covering a lot of water. Um, They're easier to learn how to cast to somebody who's maybe never tried spay casting little bit more wiggle room with a spay rod okay um switch rods are better for you know smaller rivers obviously right. i would say smaller to medium size rivers um they're easier to carry around like if you're hiking in they're less cumbersome you know right um but with the switch rods to spay cast a switch rod you have to use um, shorter heads that, that fit the shorter rods better. And with that can come some, 
some difficulties in learning how to do it, how to do the spay cast. Ah. If that makes sense. So like um, a big thing in, in your spay casting is you don't want to blow your anchor. And if you've watched any YouTube videos, I'm sure you've heard somebody talk about that. Uh, um, I think I've, yeah, a little bit, you know, set your anchor, blow your anchor. Right. Your anchor is important because, you know, that's, as you're loading up your rod, that's kind of, your anchor is kind of your ammunition. Like, uh, let's see. Yeah. Like maybe the little rock in your slingshot. Right. And if you blow that, if you lift it out of the water, it's like that rock dropping and everything falls apart. And so with a switch rod, it's shorter, it's more compact, meaning your movements have to be shorter and more compact. Somebody who may be new to it may not know to adjust for that. And it can be a little tricky to to figure that out at first. Okay. And that's why I say the spays are a little bit easier because there's bigger movements, there's way more room, um, you know, there's, there's definitely more room for error. You can still make your movements and not blow your anchor, basically. Okay. And uh, the other thing about switch rods is um, they're pretty versatile, which is cool. Uh, you can swing with them. You can nymph with them. They're great for nymphing. Um, and you supposedly can overhand cast them. I have never once overhand cast my switch rod, but, you know, not saying I can't. I just don't feel the need to ever do that. Right. Um, but you can. They're built mm-hmm. to be able to do that. It's the hell of a cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole single hand thing, you yeah. know, um, yeah. with, you know, the when OPST came out with those commando heads, I think that opened up a lot of doors. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they were they were the first ones to really come out with that super short Skagit head, you know, that can yeah. be used for on single hand rods. And I have one of those myself, and it's super fun. Nice. Um, it's just a totally different, super fun way to fish. But I wouldn't recommend that for beginners. There's there's yeah. a definite learning curve, right? In f- figuring out how to cast those heads on a single hand rod and get it to work for you. I mean, you can do anything and, you know, practice makes perfect. Right. Right. Um, but it, it is a little tricky to figure out. Um, yeah, I'm um, definitely curious to see how this thing is going to fly. So, you know how in a spay cast or a two handed cast, you have your top hand and you have your bottom hand yes. and, when you, when you go to shoot your line forward, you're kind of pulling down with your bottom hand, right? Right. Yeah, you're, move, yeah, you're accelerating your rod tip and pulling, yeah. your, pulling your anchor, yeah. generating your load. Right. So with a single hand rod, you don't have that bottom hand. And so you have to like kind of make up for that movement with a haul in the line. So when you go to shoot it forward, you, you have to like kind of give it a haul. Oh, okay, I got if you. that makes sense to yeah. shoot it forward. Yep. And I struggle with it. Of course, I haven't. I really haven't done it a whole lot, um, but I have played around with it, and you know, I've I can visualize visualize it in my head, but just 
trying to do it consistently is has been tricky for me, but it's super fun. I really like it. Yeah, I'm uh like I said, I'm I'm really excited to go pick it up and uh lace it up on the three weight and see see one how much of an ass I can look like and two if I can actually do it. You're gonna love it. It's it's gonna be fun, especially Steve, if you already know how to roll cast, yeah. um, maybe even already do like a single hand spay cast, you know, a lot of people do that. It's a part of, it's kind of a roll cast, you know, as long as you could do all that, you're going to, you're going to love it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a good one. I, I dabble. I dabble in the single hand. <laughs> I dabble. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> so you said a word that not a lot of people know. Okay. Which is Skagit. Uh-huh. And it's, I've heard Skagit, I've heard Skagit, I've, I mean, everything in the world. Oh, sweet Jesus. Right? Don't say Skagit. I, yeah, exactly. Skagit. Trust me, I've been, I've been researching for this one, you know, and I found a guy that says, basically, you're saying scab, take off the B. <laughs> you have a G, say it as a J. Yeah. And you're good. He's like, you do right. that, you'll be okay. Nobody's going to kick your ass. Exactly. So you've got, you've got like uh, I don't. Are these are the are the Skagit and Scandi? Are they? They're. I know they're different line types and different methods. Mm-hmm. Yep. So absolutely. Skagit is kind of what you know, kind of what we were talking about is shorter head. Uh, if correct me if I'm wrong. Shorter head, heavier line. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yep. And then your Scandi stuff is kind of lighter, more more finesse, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You got it. Um, you know, I like to I like to think of, you know, when you see somebody doing a, a beautiful spay cast with, you know, maybe like somebody doing a beautiful snake roll and, and tight loops. Um, that's, that's all Scandi. Um, typically they're, they're longer heads, right? Any, anywhere from like, uh, 38 to like 40 something feet. Oh, um, they're, they're a little bit more tapered, I think. Um, and so they, they really, they lay out nice. Um, like I said before, you get the two, the super tight loops and you get a real nice, delicate presentation. Great for small flies, like um, hair wings, um, muddlers, uh, skaters, that kind of stuff. Right. Most Mostly surface to just subsurface flies. Kind of like an Atlantic salmon kind yeah. of geared deal. Yep, you got throw it. In, throw in the buzzers and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um, super fun. Fun to cast. Um, they don't do well in the wind. <laughs> yeah, so I can see that. If you, if you fish anywhere that is notoriously windy, you might struggle a little bit with a Scandi. But, um, yeah, they're fun. It's, it's been something that I've been trying to practice a little bit more. Because I, I typically fish a Skagit head in most situations. And so I've been trying to pick up a Scandi and, and trying to get dialed in on that, too, just just for fun, you know, and right. to be more well-rounded, I guess. Oh, yeah. That's that's the goal of everything, I think. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, the Skagit heads are typically shorter, anywhere from oh, 23 to, like, 28 feet. 
Okay. And uh, they're more compact and just heavier, chunkier, beefier heads, um, you know, because you, you want to mass moves mass. So yep. you need a lot of mass to turn over big, heavy flies and heavy sink tips. And yep. that's what that's what a Skagit head is designed to do. Perfectly explained. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> so now I'm casting. Now I'm swinging. Mm-hmm. Now I get a hit and I trout set the shit out of it. Ah, you blew it, man. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> you idiot. And so we've how, all done it. So how is that we adjustment? We've all done it. How was that adjustment going from a trout set to uh to a steelhead set? You know, for me, I really pounded it in my head before I even caught a steelhead. Everybody told me, "Oh, just don't trout set, just don't trout set when you get that grab." And I actually did not trout set when I got that grab. Ah. And yeah. Discipline. <laughs> Not to say I haven't done it since, because I have. Oh, yeah. But um, luckily, I didn't do it on my first steelhead, and I was actually able to land my first steelhead I ever hooked. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool. But it happens a lot, especially, you know, sometimes in this game, actually a lot of times, um, there's, there's a lot of, of time in between fish. And, um, you know, it's, it's always a waiting game. And so when you do finally get that little tap or that little tug at the end of that line, you just can't help it. Sometimes you just can't help it. (laughs) It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's the same, same type of mentality when you, when you're fishing mice. Yes. Absolutely. You're strip, 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 and it, it, and if you if they hit it and you set it like you're setting on a dry fly, you're mm-hmm. you're pulling it away ninety nine percent of the time. Yep. You know that's one of them deals. You, you let them hit it, and as hard as it is, you've got to wait until they come tight. Then you're then you're lifting up. And that's even harder because that's all visual. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that that's even tougher on the surface for sure. I uh, used to fish a a crane fly hatch um, in Montana, and uh, man, that was fun. You would just you you know you throw your little crane fly dry fly out there, and you just skate it across the surface. Uh-huh. And these big browns would just fly out of nowhere and just hammer the thing. Well, it right. scared the living crap out of me, and so there's no way. I think I only hooked out of like probably the 10 that I rose, I think I hooked one <laughs> because it scared me every time. Oh, and I yeah. just farmed it. Yeah. And you just, you just do the self-defense hook set. Like, Oh my God, don't come after me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, in steelhead, we try not to do that. We try not to do a trout set. Let them grab it. Let them take it. I like to, um, you know, wait till they're, they're pulling line off the reel until my reel starts chirping for a good couple seconds. Right. Then I don't set hard. I basically just lift my rod and give it more tension. And oh, that's, okay. that's pretty much all you got to do with them most of the time. 
because then they'll just they'll set their own damn hook and steelhead go nuts when they feel that metal in their mouth and they're flying out of the water and they're buzzing up and downstream and they end up setting themselves pretty good yeah yeah and i think i think with the majority of like the intruder flies and stuff you guys fish anyway you're using like an octopus hook anyway which sets really well yeah yeah for sure so yeah okay next question and I'm gonna I'll say this exactly like I have it worded. <coughs> what okay, what what the hell? What is a mouth is it a mouth tip or a mo tip? I call it a mo tip. Okay. Yeah. Basically a sink tip with kind of varying sinking levels depending on what you're buying, right? Yeah. Um pretty much. Yeah, you got it. Alright. Well there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So tips. So do you use those them. in conjunction t- with your Skagit tip? Yes. Okay. I do. Um, so you and really have I kind use... of a big component system if you're set up the right way. If I what guess. now? I'm sorry. I said I, I think if you're if you're set up the way I'm envisioning it, you've kind of got a leader, and you got your mo tip, and then you've got your Skagit head, and then you you're onto your running line. Right. Yep. Okay. And yep, then do you go you running line you go running line to backing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so basically from your reel you have your backing um and then you have your running line which is basically just a, a level line of some kind um either you know like a mono line right. or um a coated kind of level fly line. I typically kind of like the mono lines myself because um, you get a, a little bit more distance out of them. Yeah. Well, they're super um, slick and they're uniform, so. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say mono, um, are you talking just, I mean, you're using like the laser line from OPST or are you doing like. Yeah. So like the laser line, um, I'll use that. Rio makes one that I really like. It's called a grip shooter. Okay. Which is, it's, most of it is mono and then on i guess the the front part of it it's got a coated handling section and so when you're setting up for your cast you have to kind of pinch that line with your rod before you shoot it right because sometimes you'll have a lot of line out that you're shooting right and so that handling section is coated so in cold weather it's easier to to grip onto and it's it's pretty sweet in fact that's what i almost I think 95% of our reels are set up with that stuff. It's pretty cool. Ah. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Okay. And then, okay, so from your running line, you have your shooting head. Okay. Um, say your Skagit head. Um, and then from there, you will have a tip of some kind, either a mo tip or uh, maybe like a just a regular sink tip, like a Versaliter something like that okay and then off of your sink tip you're gonna have your leader which usually all i use is about three to four feet of 10 pound maxima oh okay and then, and then my fly that's it oh. so with the mo tips um what's cool about them is that they really allow you to fish in different water situations 
right? So some of them, I think the majority of them are 10 feet with some at 12, but the majority of them are 10. Um, Some of them have like two and a half feet of floating and then seven and a half feet of sink or an intermediate section and then sink, you know, in different ratios along that 10 foot section. Right. And so maybe you're, you're swinging a run that's got, you know, a lot of boulders or, or some structure in there that you don't necessarily want to get hung up on, which you might, if you're running just a, you know, 10 to 12 foot section of heavy sink tip, you're probably going to get hung up on those rocks. The mo tip kind of allows that fly to sink a little bit differently or maybe a little less, you know, so you can kind of weave in and out of those rocks a little bit better. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So, and there's all different kinds of combos on those. So you can really nerd out <laughs> Oh yeah. and uh, pick which ones you like. I like the, I think my favorite is the two and a half foot intermediate and the seven and a half foot T11. That's probably one that I use the most. That seems to do pretty well. It's got with that intermediate section, it kind of has more of an even sink rate as opposed to just a fast sink, you know, I'm straight down on the bottom and I'm snagging up. Yep. So, so for those, for those of you that don't know the T, the T11 that Jesse's talking about is grains of tungsten per foot of tip. Yep. You got it. So if you get a high number, then you're going to sink like a rock. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're going to be skating over the top of rocks. (laughs) <laughs> yep. You know, and with those those mo tips, they're kind of designed to go with different rods too. Like if you've seen them in the stores, there's light, medium, heavy, and then extra heavy. Right. Obviously, the light ones are for lighter rods, like you know, five, four, five, six weights, maybe. Okay. And then the mediums are like the the seven eights. And then the heavies are like the nine tens, you know, because you're, you're going to need a beefier rod to be able to turn over a, that heavy chunk of T14 or <laughs> yeah. T17 or whatever. Yeah, no kidding. Especially T142. <laughs> yeah, especially when it's like in the water and you're, you know, you got to get all that shit out. Yeah, totally. So, okay. Yeah, man. Well, that is gear 101 right there. um so it's early i'm gonna say the f word fall is coming up i know we were just talking about how goddamn hot it is up there and hot it is here yeah but fall is coming it's like it's like game of thrones but a warmer version fall is coming (laughs) 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 so what's uh what do you what do you look forward to the most in the fall Besides the escape from the Satan's balls of heat. <laughs> you know, fall really is is kind of the best time for summer steelhead. And so I get super excited about it because it's time. There's steelhead in the rivers. And one of my all-time favorite things ever is to camp out overnight 
right on the riverbank, sleep in cots, wake up, and it's that you get that kind of that mist that floats mm-hmm. over the river, and it makes all this sagebrush, like all dewy, and it smells super good. Yep. The smell of that that wet sage is is amazing, and I and I can't wait. I look forward to that every year. And then, like, you know, the the sunrise coming coming up over the desert canyons is incredible. And to be able to step into a run and swing a fly to some steelhead is is like my favorite. It doesn't really get much better in my book. No, that is uh, that is definitely nice. And yeah, like, like you said, that just little 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 coolness in the air, little little mist over the water. You're you know you're like the first thing in the water. Birds are chirping. You're like yep, yes, this is right. Yes, I love it. It's my favorite. Exactly what I do. <laughs> So that's that's definitely what I look forward to. Ah, I love it. That- so what is what's what's your number one item that you're going in? I mean, like I said, we I know it's early, so don't hate on us, people. But <laughs> going into fall, what is one thing that you're prepping, or are you you know that, that you typically you're like, all right, it's it's this day I've got to have this dialed in and ready to go before fall hits. Anything? Um, you know, I don't know if it's one thing that I typically do or not. Um, there's definitely things that I I check on. Um, my boots mm-hmm. are huge. Yep. I've had several instances um, the last few falls because um, I I don't know if I'm just a glutton for punishment, but I really like my my boa boots, um, my Sims, Sim, you know, oh, what yeah. are they called? The River Trek or whatever. Yeah, the uh, River Tech. Yes, with thank the, you. With the you river, think I would know. <laughs> river, river Tread or whatever it's called. Yeah, the ones with the boa laces. Yes. Um, I love those. They're so comfortable for me, and they're so um, easy and quick, but holy crap, when I have to hike six miles in on some of these rivers right. and one of those damn laces breaks, uh, it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Yeah, um, I can see that. And I've, I've had to scrounge up some baling twine that I found out there, um, some duct tape and electrical tape. All different things to to hold my boots together for the weekend because one of those stupid laces broke. Um, And this just happened to me the other weekend again, and now I think I'm finally done with it. I'm like, I I just can't. I can't keep doing this. I need to just go back to regular laces. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one thing I check on, definitely. And then, uh, you know, there's some items that I I usually make sure I pack. it sounds weird for me to say this because I fought it for so long. Um, but the Patagonia Nanopuff hoodie is like my favorite fall item. Ah. <laughs> and I've never thought that I would ever say that because I am such a Sims junkie. Yeah. But damn yeah. it, Sims needs to get with the program and, and get something going like that because that jacket is awesome. It's perfect for the fall. It's super warm and lightweight for those, you know, crispy fall mornings. 
And then once it warms up, you just take it off and you can cram it in your pocket or in your backpack. And it's, you know, it hardly takes up any space. I love it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think that's like the one piece of equipment that even that I've noticed that even people that are diehard Sims fans, they yeah. have one of those. You yeah. Know? I you mean, know, it's just, it's such a good jacket. It is. And Sims has come so close. You know, they have the fall run jacket, mm-hmm. which is great, but it doesn't have a damn hood on it. Damn it, I need a hood. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's a pretty crucial part of our, of our fall fishing. Oh, I'm sure. So. Yeah. I'm a, see, I'm a f- fall comes around. I'm, I'm checking the streamers, making sure I've got plenty of those. You know how that is out down here. Mm-hmm. Making sure I've got all the right colors of beads. Cause you never know what a fidgety trout's going to want. Yep. And. You know, then I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of going and making sure I, I know where my gloves are, making sure I know where my warm buff is at or my hoodie. Hoodie is the one thing you won't see me without. Yeah. Whether it's 95 degrees or nine below. I always <laughs> wear a hoodie when I'm fishing. It's it, that's my superstition. That's yeah. Like the one thing I do is wear a hoodie all the time for fishing. <laughs> that's awesome. So I love it. I'd rather have a hoodie than skin cancer. Exactly. I know. I get I get a lot of crap for wearing, you know, you know, my solar flex sun shirts and hoodies. And then I, you know, I have my my black strap tube on and people like, geez, how can you wear so much clothing out in the summer? I'm like, it's really it's not that bad. And I just I really don't want to get skin cancer. So, yep, that's exactly it. (laughs) But yeah. Okay, so before we go into this next segment, I'm going to say that this this coming up segment is brought to you by 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is the premier guide for trips on the Denver Front Range uh, from Bartle Lakes. Bartle Lakes is now open. People go fish it to Deckers, to Boxwood Gulch, where I will be in August. The guys at 5280 have the information and skill needed for you to have a great time on the water. They're passionate about service and wild about fish. So shout out to my friends at 5280, Ben, Jay, Courtney, Gino, Jeremy, everybody. Okay, now the fun starts, Jesse. <laughs> oh, boy. We get into the random Q&A. Okay. Which was made up 100% by me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you get... What is okay? Let's let's just do this one first. What is your dream setup for whatever fish you want? If you could, if you had one rod to fish all the time, is your absolute dream setup? Money's no object. What is it? Rod, reel, everything. Hmm, man, you know that is a super tough call. I love I love my Winston's. I mean, I just I can't go wrong with my my Winston rods you know I've got several single handers and some two handers and and that right um so there really isn't much else I would need but I did we do have a new baby in our collection that has become my dream setup I have fallen that much in love with it yeah and it's actually it's a rod that Jake and I won from the Swing the Fly magazine. 
I remember seeing that. Yeah, it's a it's a RB Miser, twelve and a half foot seven weight spay rod, and it is probably one of the most beautiful rods I've ever seen, and the best casting for me, and I love it. And we've got a nice little old school hardy jlh on there and it's it's beautiful (laughs) it's it's prime it is my current dream setup ah very nice yes so you have your set up so you're good i am you know i mean there's other rods that you know i'd like you know i know a lot of people kind of kind of poo-poo orvis but damn those h2 rods are so nice they do they are super nice. They, they're, I want one. I want one of those. Orvis I don't makes, know which one. <laughs> they make a great dog bed. Yeah. I know they make dog beds. Yeah. But I don't care. Damn it. That the H2 H- rod is sweet. Have you, uh, well, I guess not. The H3 is out now, so. We'll see yeah. How that, That's true. We'll see how that goes. Maybe the, maybe the H2s will, will go on sale then. Oh, yeah, they will. They will. Sage, Sage did the same thing last year. Yeah. They're like, oh, the one was great, but here is the X. Now put uh, yeah. everything on sale, please. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I think I'm good in that department. All right. I like it. And, you know, the bad thing is, is I'm going to I'm gonna do the exact same thing you did, which is I probably already have my dream set up, too. yes which it's it's a it's a you know every everybody's heard me say this a million times it's a five weight sage one Mm -hmm. and i've got my able dancing bears on it nice you know and that thing is everything i want it to be in a five weight you know i'm really impressed that you fish that dancing bears reel well you have to well you would think yeah but you know i think a lot of people wouldn't. They're like, "Oh, it's I, a work of art. I can't fish it." <laughs> see, and that's that's the thing is, it's uh, you know, you, you pay a lot of money for it, and it's one of those deals where are you really going to leave it on a shelf? Right. You know, I mean, my buddy got the first one, and you know, I I, I straight up asked him the first time. I was like. Dude, how much did you pay? He's like, oh, I was a little over a grand. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. He's <laughs> like, you're going to fish it? And he's like, it's a reel, isn't it? And I was like, okay. You're yep, right. You're point. exactly right. Jake Jake likes to say that they're tools, not jewels. So I guess that makes sense. That, that's, I, I feel the exact same way. Jake is a smart man. He gets it. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, and I, I I hear it all the time, like, oh my god, I can't believe you fished that. And I'm like, well, I I bought it to fish. I mean, Abel makes Abel makes a solid reel, so yeah, you know why not? Yeah. So I really I really like the one with the 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 last one that they came out with. Oh god, the skull with the roses. Yes, I want that so oh. bad, so bad. Yeah, I want one of those. If I hit the if I hit the lotto, I swear to Christ, I am getting one. <laughs> I don't care if I've got one on a five weight. I'll I'll, I'll buy this one just for a pike rod. I'll put it on. Yeah. A se- I'll put it on a seven weight and not even think twice about it. I'll be like, okay, you're, you're my pike reel. 
Yeah, that thing is sweet. Yeah, we had a we had a couple of those in the shop when I worked there, and I would just drool over that thing. It's so pretty. Gee, that, Love it. Just that black with the red row. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yep. That's that's one of those things. You don't even have to be like a deadhead to appreciate good art. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's they're awesome, and I love them. But at the same time, I hate that they are so, so high on the price range that not everybody can get into them. Right. You know. So let me ask you this. Are yes. you a deadhead? Uh, I am. A little bit, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. I dabble. Yeah? I dabble. I <laughs> dabble. Uh, so, yeah. I God, I love those. Those are, those are like literally the, the best reels, I think. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Although Reddington, uh, I don't know how much attention you paid to the iCast stuff. Reddington's kind of doing a little uh, customization reel for the everyday guy now. Did you see those? Yeah, I did. I did see something about that where you could customize your own little like faceplate to put on your on that reel, which is pretty cool. I I actually I really really like that. I like the little uh, what was it the strip 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 set in the neon. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, boy, I need that. We should do one with the trout porn logo on it. That'd be badass. Yeah, we're talking. We just, intellectual property, <laughs> you cannot steal that Reddington. <laughs> I, just, I just took yeah, care of it, cool. We're good, Jess. We're going to get rights off of that now. <laughs> yep. So, now that, now that we were talking about the dead, uh, what's your favorite music to listen to when you're heading out to fish? You got one. You have like one. See, like, like I've got one artist that I always listen to when I go fish, and then as long as I listen to that couple songs by these guys, then I can listen to whatever afterwards. Is that like a superstition kind of thing too? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I can't say we listen to the same artists. Um. Every time we do like to mix it up a little bit. Um, But one kind of trend I see is like some old eighties jams. Yeah. We get pretty pumped to some of that, like some, you know, Ario Speedwagon and, you know, stuff like that. Get a little Fleetwood going on. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Love me some Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. See, I grew up listening to Fleetwood on my grandpa's boat for fishing trips. Nice. It was That's always perfect. it was either the it was either Fleetwood or like the Eagles mm-hmm. or like Roseanne Cash or some old Mexican music. So I was always like listening to something good, you know. So Fleet Fleetwood is always there. Oh, yeah, definitely, totally agree with that one. Um, and then along with some uh, a little bit of Dave Matthews in there, and uh, you know, Jake likes to to throw in some some random stuff from time to time he's stuck on this uh steel panther have you heard them uh, i think i've heard of them i don't know if i've really heard them that much I, a little bit here and there i've i've, I've dabbled yeah you just, if you haven't look them up i mean it's they're they're definitely something else um nice. a little vulgar but definitely entertaining nah a little vulgarity doesn't hurt <laughs> no yeah, yeah, I'm uh see I, I like to listen to um the one I always have to listen to is Blues Traveler. Okay. So cool. 
I've always got to hear like I'll listen to Hook, I'll listen to like The Mountains Win Again or Just Wait. Any anything off the four album is really good. I in mm-hmm. my eyes. And then cool. after you know after that I'm just serious. You know, I'll listen to Serious Up in the Hills and good to go. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I absolutely love is Serious Radio. Yeah, you know, when you I used go to off have into that. remote spots and you have music. I know. You, you cannot hate your life. I know. Dang. And I, I used to have it, and I loved it just for that reason. Yep. But my subscription ran out, and I never re-upped it. Oh. <laughs> and now I'm stuck to stupid, lame, ra- regular radio. Um, or actually, you know, we have some – I'm pretty excited because in my Jeep I have a cassette player as well as a CD player, which, hello, ah, awesome. Vintage. <laughs> yeah, so what I'll do sometimes is I'll go to the record store downtown and go through like the the cassette bin where uh-huh. you can find like some real gems in oh, there yeah. for like a dollar. Yeah, yeah. So I got I think right now I have I have some Loverboy, I have some uh, Millie Vanilli, which is great. Yeah, um, <laughs> some Ray Stevens. So, you know, I've I've really got kind of an eclectic mix going yeah, on. Yeah, that's uh <laughs> that's kinda of all over the board. Yeah. <laughs> so blame it on the rain. Blame it on I the love rain it. fucking goes. I know. It did I mean there ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care I if, if it was two white dudes, I don't care if it was two black dudes. Millie Vanilli Millie Vanilli knows where it was at, it was the truth. Yeah. And who doesn't sing along to that when yeah, they exactly. hear it? <laughs> if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, snacks. 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 You got any go-to snacks? Any, anything off the wall or anything that's like a hidden... Uh, what, what do I want to say? Like a hidden delicacy that you take? You know, pretty plain Jane most of the time. Um, Jake's kind of the, the picky eater. But, uh, yeah, we typically have at least one kind of tubular meat laying around. So, like a summer sausage. Mm-hmm. We usually have mm-hmm. that in our bag somewhere. Um, as well as I'm a sucker for bugles. That's like my favorite. Oh, dude, dude, I know. <laughs> bugles. I will fuck with bugles all day long. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, dill pickle sunflower seeds. Yes, please. Yes, that was going to be my other one. Was the sunflower seeds? Uh-huh. I like the ranch, Na- but the dill ran- pickle is pretty good too. Ranch, yeah, ranch is good. Yep. Uh, you got to be careful with like the barbecue. The barbecue will wear your tongue raw, raw yeah. in like three hours, and you're like, God, what did I do this for? <laughs> yeah. So the ranch kind of do that sometimes too, which sucks because once I start on those, I just can't stop. Yeah, that's exactly the way I'm a dill pickle. <laughs> I will eat a whole bag of dill pickle in like four hours. Yeah. Ooh, and my buddy, he turned me on to some. I think it was like cracked pepper. That oh. was really good too. Yep. 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 
Uh, I am a big fan of, like I said, sunflower seeds, mm-hmm. uh, nutter butters. Ooh, good call. And a steady flow of ice cold water and Red Bulls. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have to. We uh, yeah, you definitely have to have the the water and energy drink is definitely a a must have. Or even we, a five uh, hour energy. We go that route. Five hour energy and like a lime. Oh yeah, all day. And a lime, huh? Yeah. Dang, getting all fancy. Little trick. <laughs> Little trick. You can thank me one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to try that sometime. We usually do the the organic rock stars. Have you tried those? I have not. You should. What They're pretty good. What color is that? Um, it's like a what is it? Like a tan and lime green color. Okay, can. I'll look. And it says organic on it, and I don't really care that you know it's organic or whatever. Right. But it's one that that doesn't taste like cough syrup. It's tastes delicious uh... and refreshing and wonderful. See, that's how I feel about the uh, the orange one. Yeah. The tangerine. Yeah, it's a little cough syrupy. Not really. It's, no. It's actually really, really, like, ref- it's really refreshing. Cool. I don't think I've had that one yet. Give me a shout-out, Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> sponsor opportunities. Always open. <laughs> hashtag pro staff. Hashtag pro staff. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now... We're going to get into the number one question I've been waiting to ask all night. Okay. And I clarified this for you earlier, so you're ready. So, this or that, would you rather fight 100 man-sized salmon? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doesn't have to be super big. Just, just take Jake. That's the man. That's how big the salmon is. 100 of those. Or 100 salmon-sized men. <laughs> That is the most bizarre question anybody has ever asked me. <laughs> well, Where do you come up with this? We're not a. I'm not a typical podcast anymore. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of just testing the boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though. It's definitely yeah. thinking out of the box. <laughs> yeah, because I've I've thought this through, so I know exactly what I would do. Okay. Well. Um. <laughs> well, I've you know I've fought a couple of salmon. Um, granted, I was I caught them on uh, on a little bit light of a rod, and it was fun for like uh, a couple minutes, and then it wasn't fun anymore. Right. So I th- I think I would pick the the hundred salmon sized men. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just don't think I could I could fight that many salmon. All right. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I'm just pulling shit out of my ass for that one. See, <laughs> what else can you do? I'm going. I've I've thought this through. Okay, I'm going okay. the opposite side of the coin. Okay. I'm gonna fight a hundred man-sized salmon because one, they've got to walk on that tail somehow. <laughs> right. Two, yeah. they have no arms. They can't grab me, and they can't bite me unless I'm above them. So I'm going to be going, I'm going to have a bat in one hand and like a knife in the other one. And I'm going to be just smashing heads and cutting gills. Yeah, I mean, 
that definitely makes sense now that I that I think about it that way for sure. So we're gonna have. Although a- I think you could probably get away with doing the same thing with the the hundred salmon sized men. See, I think you could, but I I think once they start grabbing you, then you could get a little overpowered. Yeah, but you have such a reach on them. Plus, oh, with a baseball true. bat, like you have, like you know, well, that's true too. Double or triple the reach on them. It'd be like fighting a bunch of little Flex Armstrongs or uh, Stretch <laughs> <Yeah>. Armstrongs. <laughs> That'd be so creepy. The visual of that is so creepy. It, it, it's very creepy, especially if you're thinking of the little dudes. Yeah, You're for like, sure. Oh, shit, like, what are they wearing? Are they like pants and like a flannel shirt? And little, you know, like little beards, <laughs> little mini lumberjacks. Yeah, you know, are they like high pitched or are they? You know, what's going on? So, <laughs> it's def- definitely a, a good question. I, yeah. I, I like the way that one turned out. So, yeah, you win. You win for you know the most bizarre question I think I've ever been asked. Perfect. Love it. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> Um, Good job. Well, what else you got going? Anything else? Anything else cooking that we need to know about? Um, no, man, not really. Uh, just trying to kind of plan out what we're going to do this weekend. Um, trying to plan some steelhead fishing somewhere. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, um, that's that's been kind of what what we've been doing right now we kind of have to travel a little bit farther than normal but i'm okay with that and you know that's it's part of the fun yeah oh yeah yeah getting it's going on the road trip that's exactly it but this hot weather is has definitely been making things difficult to say the least you know and i think it it kind of affects everywhere not just here in the steelhead rivers but you know I mean, in Montana, I saw that they're starting the hoot owl closures and yep. and all that. So, yeah, it's that time of year. It is. Unfortunately, it sucks. Mm-hmm. But yep. fall will be here soon enough, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. How about you, man? You got any big trips planned or what? Uh, I'm actually going to fish on Saturday with a guy we both know named Chaz. Woot! Yeah, he's uh, awesome. he's coming down here to Colorado for something, so we're gonna go fish on Saturday. Heck yeah, that's awesome! That'll gonna, be fun. We're gonna do some hopper dropper and uh, probably throw <laughs> some streamers and see what happens. Very cool, man. So that'll be a good time. Yeah, totally. That's exciting. Um. So, I got a couple. Um, go to the Trout Porn website, people. Uh, all the social media accounts are there. All the podcasts are there. All the merch is there. Which we have merch upon merch upon merch. There's hats. Shit ton of koozies. If you need koozies, Jesse, that's where you should go is ask Chaz for some koozies. Yeah, I know. I don't have one yet. Bunch of stickers, die cut stickers, podcast stickers, um, Trump Foreign Patriot stickers are all at the website. So go purchase them, people. Go get them. Yes. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And uh hope we gave a, I know we gave a lot of info for swinging the two-hander. So 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, thanks a lot for, for having me on here. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like I said before, I'm definitely no professional, but, I mean, if I can if I can help somebody understand it just a little bit better, then, you know, that, that makes me happy, so. Yeah. No, it's it's huge. I mean, if you're if you're just dabbling in it, like Jesse said, go go look on YouTube. Go look up, you know, go look up the OPST guys. Go look up. Uh, I think Ed Ward's part of that team, isn't he? Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go look up the OPST guys. Go look up Ed Ward, and uh, you know, like Jesse said, try and just look at it, and you know, if it looks like something you want to do, do it. That's, I mean, yeah, that's you know, there's a ton, a ton of resources out there available, um, whether it be, you know, um, videos on YouTube or books, articles, blogs. I mean, you name it. There's there's a ton of information out there. And, um, you know, one of the best ways to kind of to kind of learn about it and to figure it out is to if you can. You know, maybe one of your local fly shops might have somebody who knows more about it. Maybe they offer some kind of a casting lesson or mm-hmm. anything like that. That definitely helps to have somebody actually show you in person how yeah. to do it. So, I mean, don't forget about trying to do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Always always check your shops. I mean, if you, if you can't get what you need from YouTube, check your local shop. I know... I know there's shops here in town that actually have, uh, I think they have a spay class. Pretty sure they do. Yeah, nice. they do. So. Perfect. You know, go check it out and um, go learn a new technique. Sharpen yeah. your skills. Yeah, challenge yourself. Yeah, you know? doesn't I think, hurt. I think that's one thing that, that a lot of people are afraid to do, you know, is uh, to challenge themselves and to, to learn something new and stick with it so i mean if people can do that that's that's awesome awesome on them oh yeah all day long yeah so until the next episode people get out and make some trout porn please visit us at troutpornnation.com or find us on facebook i'll make you famous (laughs) twitter or instagram The Trout Porn Podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Don't forget to visit our sponsor, 5280Angler, at 5280angler.com. May the force be with you. Hasta la vista, baby. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out.